I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. to another episode of Two Angles on Angling. This is Jordan with my co-host. Trying, guys. What's up? The Back in the attic, bro. We are. We are. It's been a while. Getting the, getting the cool... Well, not as frigid as it will be in a, in a month or so here, but get, getting some, some cold air. Uh, the environment around us has changed drastically <laughs> since... Yeah. Uh, last week, right? We recorded yeah. last week. Yeah, uh, drastically. It had just the last started week. turning when we during our last. Yeah. yeah. So we've gotten rain multiple days. Uh, nothing. Lots of wind. Yeah. No, no rain that's been like in, an impressive rain by no. any means. Like no torrential downpours, no. but uh, some impressive winds uh, yeah. th- throughout the week as well, and some low temps. It hasn't. It grazed above, it got to 60, I think, one day, right? But everything else yeah. was just between, like, 44 and, or even, you know, 42 and, like, 58. So, pr- pretty cold this week, and the colors on the trees are starting to show ever more. Um, have you have you been down on the lower this week? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I've been hiking Art Park, and right before the bridge... So I guess for anyone who's listening, right before the bridge, if you're heading up to Devil's Hole, mm-hmm. so on the right side, um, if you're heading upstream on the right side, right before the bridge, there are these like three trees at the top that are the wildest orange red. They're like the yeah. crispiest color. And then there is like one aspen that is starting to change and like, so when the leaves are shaking in the wind, you can see the color way right, more. Right. It's just that little section by far was like my favorite. Yeah, on, the, as this, I was staring across the, the, down the hike, the, it was uh, just gorgeous. The Canadian side of like the of the beginning part of the canyon, basically from when the walls shoot up to the Lewiston Queenston Bridge, the Canadian side is is mad vibrant. Yeah, and then when you get uh, when you get upstream. It uh, it goes back and forth between like the cool sides, and then it's mm. um, all basically all the way up to the falls, and then but then downstream, dude, from uh, from basically if you go downstream a couple miles uh, from the Lewiston launch, the Canadian side there is by far like the best, the best. Um, like what's the word i'm like canvas of color dude. Mm. it's just like all, i, I like, do remember last year <clears throat> when we went for brown trout there yeah that day. yeah it was you uh, got to go down there now man like yeah. it's just starting to change it's uh I'm not brown trout what were we fishing for at that point yeah it could it could have been, been browns yeah, been yeah. Brown, or yeah. big just big smallmouth. yeah you know but yeah no yeah it's uh it's beautiful seeing all of it and it happens so quickly and it also can disappear quickly as well. Yeah. So got to take it in while it's here. Uh, the daylight is dwindling. I don't know how, 
how much we've lost since a couple minutes, you know, since last time yeah. we recorded. Uh, yeah, so from the from the land side of things, uh, I've gotten out on a few hikes, twice to Art Park, and then once to uh, Chestnut Ridge, and I saw the flame for the first time. Really? That, yeah, that was nice. just... I had no idea, because I've hiked there, I think, twice before with my buddy Scott, and I'm just, like, along for the ride when he takes me to his places. I'm just, all right, you're guiding me. I'm just going to follow. And I had no idea. We were just talking and moseying along, looking for, for and we found mushrooms pretty early on. We found chicken of the woods on this tree. I'll show you the, it, it's, I mean, when you see it, you'll know, you'll know why I was losing it over it. It's, nice. it's bright orange, yeah. so it's my favorite color. Uh, and it was edible. Uh, I did take a few. I didn't look up any recipes. I just cooked it intuitively, and it did not turn out very well. I, w I did not did not eat much of it, but still cool to find. Um, so regardless, getting back on track with the story. Uh, and all of a sudden, I looked up. I heard a waterfall, and I looked up a little ways, and I'm like, there's a flame right there. I was like, I was not expecting <laughs> this to be, you know, like where, where we were going. Uh, so that was pretty awesome to see that and to see all the different, different mushrooms. The, the app Imagine wasn't... if you didn't know that existed No and man, you just stumbled upon it. No doubt. And I said to him, one of the first things I was like, the natives who lived here revered this area. No doubt about it. Even flame, no flame that like, just yeah. canyon right there is powerful. It's not a huge place, but it's just like it's it's got a whole yeah. It's whole, definitely yeah. It's definitely got a vibe. Man. Yeah, a whole vibe to it. Um, the app was struggling to pick up on a lot of the mushrooms this time around, and yet again, it's so hard to get a good angle on something that might only be like a few inches high or right. smaller, like on the ground. <clears throat> um. But the Chicken of the Woods was the first one we found, and then we found a few other ones. Uh, this one, I can't remember. Uh, I'll pull up the name. Uh, it was oozing this, like, sap. And the, the photo that I got of it, you can see it, and it's like when you go up to a pine tree and it has that, like, little teardrop coming out of just, like, the, the right. sap. That's what, what this thing was doing. It was, it was very interesting. Um yeah resinous polypore not uh but yeah it's pretty pretty interesting i haven't oh seen like a mushroom that does that yet it's cool uh, this must be just like the perfect amount of light and temperature this is mix the... for mushrooms right yeah now. so the thing mm, I'm, it's cool you're seeing them yeah i'm <clears> starting <throat> to pick up on some trends as well and now that i'm gaining you know confidence and identifying them uh to a certain extent I'm, you know, there's a seasonality to them as well, like anything. So right. there's going to be the spring mushrooms. I mean, there's mushrooms that grow all year and every season, but harder to find. And yeah, fall's perfect because you have like the moisture, the dark dreariness without intense sunlight. So it's staying moist. It's not drying everything out. And, yeah, I, I forgot uh, how much I miss this, <clears throat> this type of uh, mix, like not getting beat down by the sun all the yeah. time. You know, my skin all like already feels, you know, softer and just less abused 
you know. I mean, getting wind burned, but that's, I'll take that over uh, the abuse of the sun. Yeah, when I went on the hike Thursday, yeah, Thursday at our park, it was really sunny when I went, and it was most of that day, but uh, I got home, and I'm like, oh, my face feels so burnt right now, just yeah. from, like, you know, three hours of even just direct sunlight. It was, you know, after, you know, going a while without that. Uh, something else cool uh, from this week is I found some northern white cedar, and... I had a hunch that I could make a tea out of it and I looked it up and I could, and I did. And it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Not going to lie. Um, with nothing in it, just straight up. It's pretty sweet. And it has like this citrusy taste to it. Really? That was pretty cool. Yeah. How did you make like out of its bark? No, out of the, uh, they're not needles. I don't, I don't technically know what the actual term is because they're it's spruce isn't like a got it you know like a, yeah. a white pine or something with the needles so the leaves i suppose if you want to call them that um handful of those and a pot of boiling water put them in boiled it for 10 minutes hmm. not boiled but you know at a, a low 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 boil at least for about 10 minutes um i definitely if i do it going forward need a better sifting and straining system i got it all figured like a out French but... press would work 100 mm. percent would yeah work. i would have to dial it in because I, I filled up like a a whole liter worth of extra as well mm. from it so I, I still have it uh but yeah now knowing what i know i wouldn't have probably taken as much as i as i did but uh still cool another you know wild edible uh off the land and if it's been a few weeks i think since i mentioned the black walnuts that i yep. uh, harvested so i was looking into it some more into the black walnuts and seeing what you can do with the rinds which i know that it's you know for centuries it's been used as a dye uh for clothing and stuff like hmm. that because it's the tannin in it it like makes this very brown color and like a white like linen or you know a, a canvas or something sure. uh yeah or like when they're really rotten you'll see they just turn like pitch black like just right. yeah and that that's because of that so i was looking what else you could do with them which if you ever split one of them open it has the most delicious i probably said this on the other podcast but it has this most the most delicious citrus smell to it and you would not expect that from a walnut hmm. uh so anyways, so I filled up a small mason jar with the rind or with the husks and everything, uh, picking off, you know, any pieces that were like damaged by, you know, bugs or what have you. Right. And then filled it up with vodka to make a tincture. And looking into it, the, the benefits of it are, you know, and especially at this time of year, like cleaning out your your system with like toxins and molds and stuff. Uh, so pretty interesting. So what do you like? Would you take a shot of it or no, something? No, it or? would be uh, like a few drops per a few ounces of water to drink. You'd have to dilute it still, but it's interesting. There's other things like for uh, topical, like issues and wounds as well. I was reading up on so. Oh yeah, man! It and seems I, like it could be like an antiseptic, antiseptic yeah, type of thing. Yeah, and I, I've I collected obviously to do that. I got six more walnuts as well, so I got it. I'll have. 12 now total to to crack and do something with but this has been super intriguing to me finding all of these things that i can eat off the land besides just 
you know, oh, yeah. animals, which that will be coming up here soon. Uh, not this weekend, upcoming weekend, excuse me, but the following weekend will be my first sit in the woods. I'm very, very much looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, it's been too long. So been slowly getting the gear prepped for that. Uh, trying to find a lot of the gear still at the new house, uh, trying to remember where everything I put it, but, uh, th that's always, it's, a getting the gear prepped for, you know, fishing is different when you're in the rhythm of doing it nonstop hunting. It's not like most people aren't able to do that as often as they can fish. Right. You know, it's, and it's definitely, you know, a, a different, and obviously the time frame way yeah, shorter. because of the seasons. Yeah. You know? So it's a little in a good way stressful and also exciting getting the gear prepped for it because it's like you, everything's got to be right you know like right. you can't you can't like i'm just earlier i was packing up the one bag and i'm thinking about switching over bags and i'm looking at the zippers and i'm like it's got solid metal zippers on it that's no that's no good like i don't want that you know hitting up against something making noise it's you got to be mindful about it it's uh it's an interesting and as with my workouts and all my gear, I'm always questioning and trying to figure out right. the best system. So that that's that's you know the the semi stressful part about it, but in a good way because you know you have to. I guess you don't have to go that extra mile, but to you know be able to be mindful enough to see the the how that plays into the grander scheme of you know. Uh, the activity you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, it's been a, I've, I haven't hunted really very much at all. So it's the fishing game and it's, I feel like if I take more than a couple of weeks off from it, they're like even just getting back in the water again requires some adjustment and mm. I do it all the time, you know, for something that you really need to make count because you're not going to have very many days in, in a row, unless you just make that, your pattern of life like once yeah. hunting season happens you don't work and that's all you do is you go out into the woods and live in a cabin for mm -hmm. the full season and you know get your limit of the animals and you know gut them uh and process them and uh like like a whole ritual type of thing yeah that'd be a sick way to live but yeah. I, I just this time at this part of my life i've this is when i make a lot of my money so mm -hmm. it's uh but as I get older, I'll, I'll spend more time hunting and just let, let the ratio kind of adjust. Yeah. Right. So one last thing uh, for me that I'll, I have to mention from this week. Uh, yesterday, I recorded a podcast for the JD Outdoors podcast with uh, a guy I met at, while working at Carhartt. He's a woodworker. He goes by Ginger Woodworks on Instagram and YouTube and everything. Uh, his name's Rob. He works out at the gym as well, and I see him every day. Great guy. And we had a podcast and kind of just touching upon fitness and woodworking, but the conversation unfolded very similarly to how these conversations hmm. go. And, like, without me even really pushing to it, he was bringing up how, like, you got to be in shape to just live. Like, this is how we're supposed to be, you know, stuff that we're always talking right. about. So nice. it was awesome to find another like-minded uh, individual like that. So, yeah, stay tuned. It's not out yet. Uh, it should be tomorrow morning. So everyone take take a look at that before or after you listen to this podcast. Well, 
obviously after you listen to this podcast, <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, all yes. right, brother, if you want to take over on your weekly report, uh, and then we have some good topics to get deep on. Yeah, man. I, uh, so last week, you know, when I mentioned in last week's podcast, I was going to go target Kings, uh, for the majority of this week. And that's what I did, but I, it, it didn't work out so well, man. Like, so last week, last year, actually around a couple days from now, you know, so, uh, not, but last year, so in the twenties, you know, upper teens, low twenties of October last year, I went out and I fished, I trailered my boat and fished the tributaries, the deep water sections, of the tributaries. And uh, we did well, casting crankbaits, float fishing, skein. It was fun, beautiful scenery. It was good times. Um, this year we decided, you know, same guy that I did it, one of the same guys that I did it with last year wanted to do it again this year. And then a different guy wanted to do it this year. So I trailered out there, stayed in a hotel out there. And when I got to the hotel, and looked at the water, I sat there and I was just watching. And usually if you don't see a king bust in like five minutes, they're just, they're not there. Mm. You know, like when there's a lot of kings around, you're gonna see them bust the surface. Like uh, when there's a lot around, you know, that when there's only a handful around, you, you might see one like every once in a while. But when they're in those trips, man, like, if, if they're there, they're going to bust like every you know, five. I mean, 10 minutes would be a long time. Right. So I, I, I sat there for like five minutes and looked and I didn't see anything. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, whatever, man. Let me just get the boat in the water, yeah. check into the hotel. Uh, so that's what I did. And Janice and Charlotte actually came out there to stay as well. But they didn't show up for a little while later. So I just walked after getting to the hotel room. I walked down to the dock and looked out at the water and just sat there for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, nothing, nothing on the surface. Um, and I'm like, fuck man. So I'm like, Dude, maybe there'll be, I don't know. The water's a lot higher now than it was when I was there. Not a lot, but a couple feet higher, um, like a good flow. So I'm like, uh, maybe I'm just, maybe they're deep and they're not busting as much. I don't know. Like I'm just kind of justifying it to myself, mm -hmm. but I had a bad feeling. Linked up with my clients uh, for the following day and uh, Janice and Charlotte, and we just went out and went to some cidery. I think it's like Blue Barn Cidery over uh, by Rochester, like just west of Rochester, um, which is cool. The place is packed, by the way, but like lots of good ciders. Uh, took down some units and then uh, just cra crashed and got up the next day with my clients before sunrise got set up on this hole and I just graft around that hole and there's, there's like nothing there, man. And, and like when they're there, it's like layers of lasagna. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, Oof. all right, man, let's go upstream and look and then go downstream and look. And I'm like, look, man, we can try the next trip down and see what happens there. So we did that, but we didn't, I didn't even put the boat in the water. I just looked around and I didn't see fish busting anywhere. And like, damn, man. So then I uh, went to the lower, which is the whole, like, I, I went out 
all the way uh, out there, trailed my boat out there to get a hotel room to avoid having to drive all the way back to home water. Yeah. So, but I'm like, dude, I just couldn't shaft these guys, man. Yeah. Like, you know, like we just, we just drew, we got shitty on the timing. Yeah. Last year, that timing would have been perfect. You know, now I think we were probably early for that program. Yeah. You know, or the run is shitty, but I'll get to that in a second. So, yeah, I mean, we ended up going in the lower and the wind was raging that day, man. Like Mondays, this is Monday. Yeah. The wind was just absolutely nuts. I mean, it was, it was raging. And I, so I launched, uh, I launched at the fort. No, no, I launched in Lewiston and, uh, I, I ran up into devil's hole and the current was like one of the fastest I've ever seen it. Mm. Like it was, the water was high because of the sace, you know, like it was just put, wind was just pushing a ton of water in there. Like, I mean, it was, it was flowing, man. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, boys, we're just, let's put in work and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, so we cast crankbaits for the while, for a while, nothing. Uh, Dad eventually got a decent walleye and then we shot downstream, dragged bait for a little bit for small mouth and caught a few of those and just kind of had to write off the day. It felt horrible, man. But uh, that's all we could do. Like, it just it was bad, bad luck. Well, meanwhile, that day, I had my clients for the, the next two days. So Tuesday and Wednesday. Those are the guys who I did this with last year. So they check into the hotel. I link up with them. And I'm like, look, guys, like, there's very few kings in, in, in right now, at least in the deep water sections of these trips. Let's... Uh, let's just poke around and see if we could make, make something happen. I'll, I'll look in some of the deep holes and because they were going to be with me for two days, I knew that we, we had some time. We could, we mm-hmm. could just kind of, uh, you know, let things unfold. Yeah. So we actually, I, I, we got into some water that just looked super pikey and I, I bet you there are pike in there. I just, I'd like to use, uh, like a chatter bait or, uh, mm. you know, something weedless or that, that you could just rip through, yeah. rip through grass you know, because uh, there's, I bet you there's some friggin' mega pike in, in some of the it. water that we were in, but I just didn't have the right baits to fish it, you know. Yeah. Um, we tried, but it just, that's the main thing, is it yeah. just, just didn't have the right baits. So, anyway, um, yeah, then I ended up going to the lower, but that we checked out of the hotel that day. So, we ended the day on the lower, and the wind was still raging, but not as raging. So the current was flying, but it was like not ridiculously fast the way it was the day before. It was just really fast. And so we caught fish, but not a ton. Uh, We actually, the wind had calmed down. It was more of a southwest, so we could fish like a small portion of the bar. And, uh, you know, we caught fish there pretty routinely, so it was good. But then, so now, first two days recon mission or hoping that i could get some king's mission total fail mm. you know like it, that hurt but we got what uh wednesday uh we started in the morning uh at this point now we got perfect weather on wednesday like just partly cloudy like 60 degrees and next to no well, the wind was still coming out of the southwest and lake erie was still huge uh, but not ridiculously huge, like six and seven footers. Like not, we couldn't fish it, but it was coming down. The days prior were consistent, like 
10 footers and eight footers, you know, like there, it was just impossible. Monday and Tuesday, you could have not fished out there. Wednesday, you still couldn't have fished out there, but it was calming down, but the river was, you could fish it like, well, so we started in devils and got just uh, one really nice walleye and just a freaking tank walleye uh, on crankbaits and uh, dropped a king. And then we went down river, fished smallmouth, got a few tanks there, then went to the upper and we caught a bunch of smallmouth, but we got one that was just shy of seven. Like just a wow. freaking tank. Um, big, my, it was my biggest upper, biggest upper fish. That thing was a giant, just an absolute wow. freaking giant. And it ate a sucker. Like, <laughs> like I, it was probably like a six inch sucker, wow. um, which is like, they're for sale now. That's like, I'll, I'll get to the, the general trend here in a minute, but they're in, they're in the bait shops now. Like if you want to catch tanks, buy those. Um, but yeah, so then Thursday, um, I was out on Erie, no wind at all. Um, it was amazing. We, uh, we had to troll a little bit, but we pounded. That was one of those days where it was a husband and wife and the wife just absolutely crushed and the husband, like he caught fish, but I'm like, bro, you should be super excited about this. Cause she was freaking hammering, man. It was the ratio was way off. <laughs> it was way off. And it's not for, maybe it's a skill thing. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. All I know is wives usually crush husbands. Um, it just happens like 99 out of 100 trips, man. And she definitely did. Like she did. But they were they were a lot of fun, man. They, they had a blast. Um, yeah. And then Friday I fished the lower Niagara and the upper again with a longtime friend and client that's been fishing with me since my first year back when we used to catch a lot of Kings on crankbaits in devil's hole. Mm. And, uh, I'm like, look, man, we can go to Erie and I bet you we'll pound smallmouth. Um, but if you want to, we can start real early and we'll, we'll fish Kings on cranks on the lower and then take the boat out and just go to the upper. We had perfect conditions. We could have done whatever the hell we wanted to do. So that's what we did. And, uh, he got a King on a crank which was a, a big buck it was great fish um i had one on and dropped it and then i landed a freaking tank waldo um and then we uh shot down river fished bass got some nice ones then took the boat out fished the upper and we got some good fish but i the more importantly is i found because the wind wasn't all crazy i found fish in a spot that i had never caught them in this time of year mm. before. So that was super exciting. Um, very cool. So I had yesterday off. Um, and then today facing a brutal Northwest's, we went out into Erie. I had a lot of those suckers, like two pounds of them. And we, <laughs> we just, we caught just ridiculous numbers of giants out there. We were of course like the only boat out there. And I mean, it was just stupid the size of the fish that we caught, but then it got, and the numbers, they were real tight to structure, really tight to structure. Like if you deviated too far from a hard edge, there just weren't many of them there. But uh, that was what I noticed today. Like it was like they were in a feeding lane, um, like set up on like the windward side of the waves. And uh, anyway, 
we pounded and then I uh, went into the river for a little bit and that Northwest just, when you got a Northwest wind, you can't really do much in the river, man. Like there's, yeah. there's really not too many places you can fish and Northwest just hits everywhere yeah. around Grand Island. Um, so it, the lower Niagara, like the only place where you can fish is Devil's Hole. Um, you know, like you'd be fine in Devil's Hole, but the rest of the river, I mean, you could maybe like dip into Peggy's Eddy or something like that. But I mean, the Northwest just screws up everything, especially when it's big. Like when it's big, mm -hmm. it can, it's going to jack Lake Erie up too, you know, on, even on our section. So yeah. it's the worst wind. We had that, but we still did well. We, you know, we got wet. Not going to lie. We definitely got wet. Yeah. But the other kind of general observation uh, to sum all that up, is uh, the fish are getting big. The bass are getting big. I think the Kings, I think the run, the, if the run's not late, then it's a pitiful run this year. Yeah. Um, now you could say that the run might be late because the water is a lot warmer. It's like, okay, you know, the, the water's water temperature is not an excuse anymore. You know, water temperature from last week, when we talked last week to today, it dropped 10 degrees. Wow. You know, like, uh, you know, it was surface temperature was 71 degrees during our last podcast. And today it's 60. Wow. You know, um, it's just dropped a lot. Now, you know, the, the water going into the, into the Niagara is probably like 62. So, but it's going to get cold again after today. Like today it was cold, man. Yeah. With the Northwest is just going to churn things up again. And just, you get all that churn going with cold wind and cold air and it just drops the water temperature really mm -hmm. fast, oxygenates the hell out of it and just makes it super cold. And that's activating the hell out of the fish, man. So like the, the bass is that's the only thing I'm fishing. Like I'm dipping around for Kings, but I think like the Kings, I think this upcoming week could be really good for Kings. And if it's not, then it ain't, Mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen this week it, it ain't going to be good but so i'm definitely you know upcoming week going to spend time messing with kings a little bit and then just focusing on giant smallmouth and what i've noticed on the bass is they're getting deeper and hard edges like moving towards sand um there is a lot of bait and a lot of bait out there like dude i've seen huge flocks of like hundreds of cormorants and like dozens upon dozens of gulls just ripping through schools of alewives um like just or, or uh, not alewives smelt mm. like i've just gone through like uh like i'll 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 see these this commotion happening and i'll just rage over to it and uh it's just a flurry of scales and and you know torn up smelt and or dead smelt you know they're just falling down it's uh it's cool there's a lot of bait around and so some of the bass are going out and they're hanging out in the flats and they're they're getting after that bait too but they're so they're in a mix of spots man like they're, they're that's the one thing that can be weird about the fall and we're in that state now is there's like a little bit of transitioning um like the one thing that definitely occurs is they get in these tight groups. Um, I don't know why, but they get in these like big packs and they get like really tight. Um, this is, they do this in the spring too, but they're starting to do that now. And then they're going to move 
and they're going to leave structure and go out and descend at some point. And they're not all going to do that together and at the same time, you know, but they're, mm-hmm. they're generally, that's going to be like the general flow of things now. So it makes it hard to find them. But when you do find them, you, you, you can stay on them and do very well. Um, you know, the problem is, is when they get tight like this, if they don't move very much, some of those groups of fish get pounded because um, they're not they're not all that hard to find. So I would encourage everybody to definitely spread out, cover some water and look for new stuff, because I found some stuff this past week that uh, was was very, very encouraging. And big baits are the key, man. Like anytime you can get a hold of uh, suckers or if you're you got to be anti bait. Um, just drag around bigger swim baits. Um, they're just eating big stuff. Like they're housing big stuff. Like with no, like I'm talking like with no hazard, with no reservation, like just completely pegging five inch suckers. Like, you know, when I fish a five inch sucker, I'm using like a number two, uh, octopus hook. Uh, I use, uh, uh, blackbird saber tooth number twos octopus hooks and uh i just go sideways through the nose and like so a five inch fish man poof, like one one hit you know what i'm saying like not not missing it like boom like that's like i can't even tell you how many times that's happened to me in the past you know week um like if fish are messing with it before getting it you know they're small mm. you know like if they're just not getting it all the way you know they're small if it's just it's it's almost like they're sucking on it you know they're small but i've had like a couple times happen this past week where i had a client who caught a fish or, or thought he caught a fish on on a sucker and as he's pulling it in the fish lets it go and the guy starts reeling it back into the boat, and the fish follows it and hammers it right next to the boat. Wow! Yeah, like yeah, that crazy, happened man. like at least a dozen times. That's awesome. Like they they tracked the bait all the way to the surface and tried and just smashed it right next to the boat. That's crazy. You know, so yeah, dude, it's it's definitely they're they're feeding, man. Like they're the the water is just mad oxygenated. The water mm-hmm. temperatures dropping. Like they're absolutely triggered, but they're. Uh, they're kind of moving around a little bit, you know, like there's zones that I fished today that I should have caught fish and I just didn't, you know, like they, so they've, they've moved off of them. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, they, these spots would have been super set up and they're just not anymore, but I just, you know, went to other spots and they're there, you know, so that's, that's been the general, general sitch, man. Peak Kings. My prediction last week, hopefully was wrong. We're about to enter it, I hope. Bass are chewing, getting deeper. And uh, I think it is possible that we may see a lake or two in this up mm. <laughs> in the next. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I see a lake or two because the mm. water temperatures got to be pretty close to 60. And once it, once it drops below 60, like we should start seeing Lakers beautiful yeah so we'll see i mean there it's usually like the last 10 days of october so we're getting close like this upcoming week it it wouldn't shock me if uh if one of them happened so 
But yeah, we, the uh, the weather for this upcoming week is going to, like, next three days, beautiful. Like, I'm taking tomorrow off, get the boat cleaned. Shout out to Liam Kennedy. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, definitely fishing. Thursday, definitely fishing. And all those days look good. Thursday looks like it's going to get windy, but not super windy. But then things start getting real nasty, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like the weekend looks dicey. Um, but I also have the, the Worldwide Trophy Adventures uh, Buffalo Bass and Brew Tour. Uh, the first one coming, it's a four-night, three-day thing. That first one is, is starting Thursday. Okay. So um, they're fishing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Um, so we're fishing no matter what, you know, like we're going to, we'll figure something out. Then I have a break on Sunday, but I'm booked. Hopefully the weather's good and I can get that person out. But if not, we'll have to reschedule and then I'm back at it no matter what with the WTA round two, with a, a new group of clients. So it's going to be a fun week, you know, definitely going to stay out there covering water. Like it, you know, it's only going to get colder. We're definitely, I saw a few days where highs are only going to be in the forties, which is super awesome. I think we're going to get peak fall foliage this upcoming yeah. week too. Like, especially if we get a 40 degree snap, which mm -hmm. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a, a good, uh, a good show, Yeah. you know, with that little dusting of moisture, I think uh, we're going to get a good show because we're definitely not there yet, but it's, yeah. we got a lot of color mm -hmm. for so. sure. We're nearing. Yeah. You got any uh deep subjects for the week, buddy? Well, I guess something we talk about semi often, but gear. What what are you rocking now? Because my my whole gear just for the day to day even has changed drastically. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm rocking my boots again, yeah. wool socks, uh, thicker pants. Well, pants in general. You know. Yep. Um, got the the waffle uh zip up on and everything and it's yeah and, and wearing a jacket more often it's getting chilly and i haven't been out on the water but yeah what's your uh yeah well the the water is definitely warmer <clears throat> than the air mm. has been uh recently um yeah i've uh i've just taken to to wearing boots again uh bibs for sure um but my my so I wear a uh, Sitka Hudson bibs and then I wear a Sims uh, challenger bib set as well. Um, that's my, my backup to the Sitka. I go back and forth between them just to, like, I'll wear the Sims one. If it's not going to be uh, particularly harsh out, like if it's just as kind of a layer to keep my mm -hmm. clothes clean. Um, and if it's raining, like I have no reservations about wearing it when it's raining, but if it's going to be cold and windy, it's not like it's not designed to wear when it's, you know, I'd say like if it's going to peak out at 50, mm. you know, like it's it won't be comfortable. I'd have to layer up a lot underneath. Yeah. So that sick of bib is uh, the Hudson is is the shit. I, I love that thing. <laughs> Bulletproof. I've worn it in some harsh conditions and it's just never, never failed me. It's it's been great. Um, so, yeah, that thing's on nearly full time. And then, yeah. I'm back to pants, base layer, mid layer, yeah. uh, not an outer layer, just pants, uh, base layer, mid layer. And I'm, you know, I'm definitely spending, uh, a lot of time outside, like, um, 
the like I'm not wearing gloves. I'm trying to go minimal on layers just to climatize, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, try to sh- try to shed at least once throughout the day, um, and then what else have I done different? Like diet hasn't changed, exercise hasn't changed. It's if if anything, I've noticed my metabolism is is slowing down. But that's just uh, maybe it's because I'm getting older. It's not that's not a seasonal effect there. It's just something that 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 requires a little more finessing right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like. Uh, that's that's it on the gear side like I, i've i've yeah i've transitioned to full full fall setups yeah i just yeah. switched over all my my like yeah. clothes and everything i'm like yeah shorts aren't coming <clears throat> excuse me aren't coming back out anytime soon so <clears throat> and yeah um yeah i just i just actually on, on that point you just just triggered me a thought the uh i so i surveyed all my summer gear and here's a here's like a little i, I think it's an interesting hack um that so i every year at the end of the season i'll survey that gear right so my summer gear in particular i i bring like five outfits when i say an outfit i'm talking hat hoodie hat sun hoodie shorts right that's uh that's it that's all you ever that's all they wear in the summer and then flops right yeah so but the sun hoodie and the shorts my most damaged ones, I roll up and put them in a, a South America stack, you know, because they're just going to get trashed and I'm not yeah. going to bring them back. I'm just going to throw them out down there because down there you're just you're not cleaning yourself and or you're not, you know, you're cleaning yourself in the river like you're in river. Like once yeah. that, that clay gets gets into your uh, clothes and stuff, it's just your clothes aren't going to recover from it. Mm-hmm. So everything that goes down there, I sacrifice, you know, so I got a stack of clothes for that. And then I. The, the stuff that's still great i keep it and then i buy new stuff and the thing is about buying the new stuff at the end of the season is it's usually on clearance or sale yeah that's true you know even though i get pro pro purchase rates on just about everything i buy you can get like sales on top of that because mm-hmm. it's you know end of season type of stuff so For sure you know so yeah i surveyed that and then i did i've already did that with my uh my fall gear i mean so I, i'm already well equipped for mm-hmm. uh the season so yeah that's something i'm i gotta get on top of as we were talking about pre-podcast uh i'm i'm lacking wool socks heavily and i'm not sure if i'm (laughs) like i I don't know if i just really just blew through a lot of them towards the end of last season but i gotta pick some up because obviously we're uh we're in the season there's not not going to be a time to not need them going forward here so uh, a few things i gotta pick up gear wise like that but yeah just uh Get, trying my best to get you know used to the the, the cooler weather um, every morning trying to go for a walk and just my hoodie and just getting getting used to it and, and the coldest part of the day and you know um, like showers are cold again now. yes I was gonna actually bring yeah. that up I've been doing the cold showers more often as well and it's actually like I a never substantial stopped. I never yeah I like every, it, dude, it just dude, wasn't every as single morning impactful. before I fish man every single morning before I fish I uh I do a cold like I just I don't like I don't shower the night before yeah I just shower the morning before like the morning before and take a cold shower the problem is like now this time of year to leave the house with a wet head of hair is not a good idea yeah. you know especially as it gets colder you're just you're bringing in the cold for no reason. Exactly. So I got to go 
I got to go back to uh, like night showers, but yeah. it's uh, it's it's cold again, man. Like yeah, they're impactful. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no yeah. doubt. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we can call it. Yeah. Call it sounds that. good, man. Well, uh, it'll be a busy week this upcoming week. So looking forward to reporting back on it, man. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll see you guys. See you.